When chaos begins to emerge in our world, where can we go to remind ourselves of hopeful humans that are helping to create a more compassionate world? Each month in the Restorative Pulse podcast, tune in as we feature thought leaders creating innovation, innovative change in our world and in our systems, from the macro level to the micro level, in our schools, healing spaces, and beyond. I'm Julie Johnson, founder of Integrate Network, and this is the Restorative Pulse podcast. Here we go. Hey, everyone. It's Julie Johnson, founder of Integrate Network, um, and now um, the Restorative Pulse podcast um, that I birthed in COVID-19 time. Um, <laughs> yay, sitting around thinking of how you can like use the space podcast. Um, so... Uh, today we have um, uh, Candace Cox, who has worked with, who works with us in the social emotional inclusion program with Natasha and I in the schools. But um, Candace is going to be on here talking with me a little bit more about each chaos mindset skill. Um, she and I and Natasha just finished a seminar on the chaos mindset skills, kind of in a seminar. Thing, but now she's gonna we're gonna kind of talk kind of break them down a little bit more and kind of like a just a recap of them because I think they're really important and because Candace talked they're like literally in Candace's brand I mean they're practically the way Candace like lives in the world I mean like literally like <laughs> I was like the reason I know the chaos brand so well is what I've had to I've had to present it so many times but also because this is how Candace talks which is what I love about her so much so anyway so Candace do you want to talk a little bit more about chaos mindset and these skills and kind of where they came from and what chaos is of course <laughs> awesome definitely so um chaos is a, um, a mindset that I created um Back in 2009, um, I actually started it and it didn't have a name uh, when I was in college uh, because I learned that I was I was academically prepared to be in college, but I wasn't emotionally ready to be there. And so, you know, going there and transitioning out of my home into the college life, I had a mindset of chaos, C-H-A-O-S, which was, you know, can't help acting out severely. I just couldn't help it. I was um, I was easily triggered. I was acting out. I was impulsive. I was I was aggressive, and I found myself at a point where I was about to be kicked out of college, and uh, that wasn't what I wanted. And so I had to do something different. And um, I was placed into an anger management class. Um, and the ang anger management class, the teacher, you know, she tried her best, but it wasn't culturally appropriate for me. And so I needed something different, and I just had to create it myself. And so I started coming up with the chaos mindset and it's K-H-A-O-S and it stands for keep healing and overcoming struggles. Um, I believe that life happens to us all, but that doesn't mean that our lives have to stop. We all have the ability to create a new normal as we keep healing and overcoming struggles. And so, you know, with developing that and starting to live that, that mindset and kind of live that every day in 2009, when I moved to Newport, Arkansas, I had a 12-year-old tell me down there that there was nothing to do but drink, drug, and screw. And I was like, oh, y'all don't play basketball. No one jumps rope, you know, <laughs> no Girl Scouts, you guys. That's all you got. Okay. And so, you know, with that, I started a step team called, when I called it Organized Chaos, which was 
healing and overcoming stressors. That's what I called it originally. And so when I had these kids and I was teaching them how to step, then I, you know, just recognized that there were just things that, you know, they didn't know. And I'm like, you know, I got to teach you something. And I also recognized that, that, you know, they had a lot of trauma, that there was a lot of trauma that was going on, like a lot of intergenerational trauma that was happening there and environmental trauma. And so that's where the chaos mindset actually developed, where I came up with the, 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 the phrase, which is to live a life of chaos, you must be willing to break free from your barriers, get raw with your issues, reset your mind and be patient with you. And so raw, reset, patient, and free are all acronyms. And those acronyms are skills. And those skills help you be able to assess, address, and reduce the effects of toxic and traumatic stress in your life. And so, you know, these are things that help you help yourself become the best version of you. And, you know, I believe that as a clinician, that it's very important for clinicians to to provide our clients with skills that help them help themselves so that they don't have to depend solely on the clinician. You know, at some point, the client-patient relationship comes to an end and the client has to live on their own. And so I want to make sure that we're planting those seeds all the way, you know, as children, all the way through adulthood so that we can have these skills to always reach, reach for and these skills in our toolbox so that we can keep healing and overcoming struggles when life, you know, starts happening to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one thing I do want to say, and I know I just posted about it on Facebook today. Um, one thing I love about chaos mindset is that you started in rural Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And I know that right now, I know I posted, I'm just going to post this meme because I feel like I just need to paste it to my forehead because I found it today. It came up in a Facebook memory and I posted it today and it says, um, this is mostly for white folks. Um, it says, don't move to Canada, move to a red state and become a public school teacher and educate yourself about racism and sexism and evolution. And one thing I love about that is because like, that's what I love about Candace, about chaos mindset is like, you developed it with the, the in the population right now that is like, we're really, I mean, that I, I don't know how to say it's that just, we, I really have um, a lot of heart for in getting um, into a space of um, liberation, mental wellness for liberation, especially, you know, in those rural areas. So I love that you developed it. It didn't come from rural, from inner city, St. Louis or Chicago. It came from rural Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Like, you know, like any, any of the practices that I've, I've done, like, you know, either in rural Arkansas or the boot hill of Missouri in Cape Girardeau, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is where, you know, these things started from, you know, this is where it happened, where I, I was meeting these kids and then these families and I'm in these communities and I'm looking like, this isn't it. Like, you know, we, you know, we, are, we can do better than this. Like, you know, everyone here is just surviving. And, you know, I, I call that being on autopilot, you know, just waking up to go to sleep. And it doesn't make any sense for children to be in that mindset. It's not okay for anybody to just be on autopilot, but especially children. So, you know, stifled dreams and, and, you know, killed imaginations, you know, like, why is that okay? So, you know, to teach our kids that you have everything inside of you that you need to be who you were created to be. We just may have to dig through some stuff or build some things up to get you there. But I promise you, you got it inside of you and let's just pull it out. Right. 
that's what I love about Candace. It's like, I always think about you whenever that meme comes up. Cause that's, I'm like, that's where, that's where it came up. Came up in rural Arkansas, not like, not inner city Chicago, not Detroit, not inner city St. Louis, rural Arkansas. Yeah. And it's <laughs> universal, you know, and to see that it's a universal mindset is, is awesome. You know, to see that it's something that, you know, anybody can use and that it's, 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 you know, it's simple enough for a kid to get it, but complex enough for an adult to work the program. Right. So let's go through the four, the four um, chaos skills. So mm -hmm. the first one I was going to bring up was reset. We use that in our program a lot, but go, what's reset? And so reset helps you with your, with thought stopping, and it helps you with, you know, thinking things through and problem solving. And so reset stands for remember every situation encourages thought. And so, you know, in all situations, whether it is as a kid, as a parent, you know, someone in the community, in your job, you know, in your household, we have those moments where we're triggered. We have those moments where things happen and we are stuck between two or three things that we don't want to do and we have to make a choice. And so, you know, reset, remember every situation encourages thought. It teaches you to check yourself before you check somebody else. And I think that that's the most important thing because we have to learn how to take accountability for our stuff. You know, we got our own stuff going on. And then we have to learn how not to personalize other people's emotions and feelings because everybody has their own frame of reference. And so recognizing that when you're, when you're, you know, when you are, you know, triggered or when you're caught in a situation, but, you know, in anything, understanding that you have a choice, you may be stuck between two choices that you don't want to make, but you do have a choice. And so when you're confronted with something, take a minute and think about it. Think about what that is. Don't get caught in, in yesterday. Don't get caught in tomorrow. Be in the present. Be present in the presence of what's happening. And remember, every situation encourages thought. How is this affecting me right now? What are my options right now? What are the consequences, positive and negative, that can come from this? And what, you know, and what, what is my choice? What do I want to do? Because I've taken the time to actually think it through. Instead of being emotional, impulsive, and irrational, you're able to be rational and actually think about what you're going to do before you actually do it. So I always say reset before you react. Now, one thing about these skills, I just want to backtrack for a second before I go into reset. Like these are like kind of based off of like what DBT kind of. Uh, it's uh, they're based off of CBT. CBT. Actually, okay, behavior. is there a CBT or DBT? Okay, uh, CBT. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I wasn't sure which one. So, um, oh yeah. So I thought I think that's really cool that the reframe how the, the reframes are. So with like and with reset, how would that look for like an adult? You think? And so you know, so give so say for instance you are you're at work and you have had a hard day. You know, say that you are a woman and you're married and you also have kids. And you are, you know, you're working, you and your spouse are not maybe in the best space and you are overwhelmed because COVID is real and you are homeschooling kids as well as working outside of the house. And, you know, your boss comes to you and they're giving you a lot of, of things that you have to do and you are, you feel like you want to flip your lid. You feel like you want to flip everything, knock everything off of your desk and you just want to walk out because I can't take anything else. And so before you react, reset, 
you know, someone says something to you and you can be ready to say something back where it can be negative, it can be impulsive, it can be insulting, it can be something that can cost you your job, you know, or get you a write-up and you reset, you know, before you react, you remember every situation encourages thought and you have that, that conversation with yourself, that positive self-talk. And it's like, okay, what does this look like? Why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? What are my options here? What are the consequences of my options? I can choose option A and this is what could happen or I can choose option B and this is what can happen. Which one, which one of them am I willing to deal with what happens? So, okay, let me go with this one. You know, so taking that time to really walk it through before you react. So I know I asked you this in the, um, in the seminar. So I have to wonder, how do most of your clients, I mean, how do some of your clients or your, whoever you're working with, students as well, um, how do they process this? Like, do they process it in their head mostly or do they journal it? And so we, we have a little bit, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, it's actually they either process it in their head, they journal it or they, they speak it, they speak it in their phones, you okay. know, so that they can go back to it later, which is kind of like, it's just audio journal, journaling, but yeah. yeah they do that but you know once they get the hang of it they do it in their heads like I, I do it in my head now you know but there have been you know but there are certain situations that I've had to sit down and write this out like what 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 is it you know what are the pros and the cons here you know what you know what does this look like for me to go forward and if it's if it's something big then you know you do take the time to write it out and journal it out you know you can but if it's something sometimes things are quick and you got to move and it's like okay so let me take the time to Take a deep breath. Let me center myself and let me reset. Let me think this through before I do something that I may regret or that I can't take back. Got ya. Okay, raw. So raw. Raw stands for realize, admit, and work through. And so raw helps us identify those barriers that we have in our lives. You know, look at those issues that we have that we usually kind of let rummage around inside of our heads and we know that they exist, but we really don't give them any, any attention. And so they're just kind of there. Those are the things that, you know, when we find ourselves on autopilot where we're just kind of waking up to go to sleep and just going through our days, you know, we have to look at it and say, okay, R, realize realize that I am in a place and I'm not operating from a space of balance. And balance is, you know, you're not too good, you're not too bad, you're just doing okay, you know, mm -hmm. but sometimes we're not okay. And, you know, we have that, that phrase that everyone's saying is a catchphrase, I love it. You know, it's okay not to be okay. And yeah, it is okay not to be okay. But once you realize you're not okay, then it's on you to do something about it. No one else can do it for you. We can't heal for other people, it's an inside job. Mm -hmm. And so taking the time to realize what's the problem. Let's call a thing a thing. Let's give it a name. What is the issue? And so this is something that we do on a piece of paper. You know, you take a piece of paper and you give it a title. What is the, what's the R? What am I realizing that is going on here? And so, for example, it could be, you know, say, for instance, you are a teacher and it can be a student and you can say, you know, hey, it is, we'll, we'll use one of the chaos characters, you know, it's Nevaeh. And so you can write at the top of that paper, Nevaeh because that's the issue and that's where you're having the problem. And so then you, you make a T-chart, your admit is you making a T-chart and on one side you put assets, the other side you put liabilities and then you lay it out. What are the assets? What are all the good things that's happening between the van and I? What are the good things? What are the things that happen within my classroom or within my interaction with her? that are, that's pushing our relationship forward, that's helping her be, you know, an excellent student, that's helping me give her what it is that she needs. And then what are the liabilities? 
what are the barriers? Mm-hmm. What are the barriers within her behavior? What are the barriers within mine? You know, right. what is happening here? Where, you know, what's happening? What are the liabilities here? And then that W is the work. What do I want this to look like? And then every day, you know, we look at what, look at the three pillars of chaos, which are mindfulness, mental health, and healthy relationships. And you go, through, go back to that mindfulness component. And then you have to work every day to be intentional about your interactions with Nevaeh. You have to be intentional and you have to be aware of, you know, of, of, of what you're giving your attention to. Am I giving my attention to these assets or am I giving my attention to these liabilities? What am I doing here? You know, and that's real. And then the last thing is how are these things affecting my attitude in regard to the problem, which is Nevaeh. So how are these things affecting me? And what do I want it to look like? So every day I need to be intentional about my actions. I need to be intentional about increasing the assets and reducing the liabilities. I have to be aware of who and what I'm giving my attention to when I'm dealing with this issue and how these things are affecting my attitude so that every day I'm working toward increasing the good and decreasing the bad. So that you look up one day and things are working in the direction that you want them to work because you're intentionally doing that instead of subconsciously doing something negative. Mm -hmm. I just want you to say that I watched Candace's viral. Just want to talk about raw for a second because what was what would happen? Someone it was Brianna Brianna Taylor's Taylor got uh, released. That was one of the best videos. I've seen a lot of videos over the years of Candace, and that was my my favorite one. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> you went through the raw one in a very for the black community specifically. It was like as a white body. It was really it was really powerful to watch. It was for Unreal STL News. It was that was really powerful the way you went through that for the black community. Just wanted to bring that up because that's how I remember raw. What's that? Gotta realize this, this, that yeah, we no one's gonna save us. Like <laughs> that's the biggest thing, you know. Admit what's our role in it, and then what do we want it to look like? And that's that's it, you know. And even with us in the America that we're in right now, you know, you know, I'm thankful that things are are getting ready to to, to switch hands, you know, in January. But we still got time, and so you know, <laughs> things are looking like we're broken. Right, we're having a big divorce from a narcissist. Yeah, you know. <laughs> This is a very toxic and traumatic divorce, Lloyd. And uh, somebody's fighting over the kids. I don't know where the kids But, you know, and in these moments, we have to take those times and we got to realize that we're not okay. You know, we have to realize that we have been in an emotionally abusive situation for four years. And that's the truth. And we have to honestly admit what's our role in it. Like, what have we done to, to kind of, to, to stick us in this? You know, because that we can turn the TV off, we can turn the news off, we can turn the radio off, you know, we can, we don't have to be plugged in all the time. So what's our role? And, you know, and then even with the, with the interactions that we're starting to have, friendships are breaking up, like, you know, people are, relationships are ending, you know, based off of views and things like that. And it's like, well, what can I control here? And those, that's looking at the assets and the liabilities. What can I control and what can I? And then what do I want this to look like? What's my work? And then what am I going to do every day to make sure that I personally, because this is such a large scale thing, what am I personally doing to be happy, healthy, and thriving? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, truth truth be told, I um I think the podcast started from my not wanting to to doom scroll anymore. So I was like, sure, let's just start a podcast. <laughs> so I was like, I know. I said, well, it's either that or we're doom scrolling. So this seems much more productive. <laughs> yeah, no, others. <laughs> this seems much more productive for my mental health. <laughs> Definitely um yeah no that was great and I um yeah and I I think um yeah I think the raw skill is one that I I feel like when I'm when things really give me like a turn I feel like I use that one the most because I've, <laughs> I've heard it so much mm -hmm. that I feel like I use that one the most I think especially when there's a, a detour yeah in my process mm -hmm. you know in something and I'm like that was not the plan yeah Okay, <laughs> how can I still show up and mm -hmm. still be in a higher self and still move towards my goal? I like that part, you know, yeah. and yeah. Um, without going backwards, not, not, not that, that healing is linear, but backwards into my priorities or losing my priorities, yeah. you know, and that's, that's really like about it. Definitely. And so it's like, you know, in those situations, it's like, okay, first I have to reset because things aren't the way that I want them to be. And so I have to reset, you know, and then let's get raw with it so we can move forward. That's it. Creating a new normal. Totally. That happened to me this morning with a mini thing. So I was like, that's not how I, it was with our bank account. I was like, that's not how I planned it. <laughs> I was like, now I got to go reroute this money this way. <laughs> that's happened all 2020 for me. <laughs> 2020. Not where that money was supposed to go. <laughs> not supposed to go towards a new towards a, a new thing for the toilet yeah. not, not where that 250 was allotted <laughs> gotta figure this out gotta reset now let's get wrong with it. definitely all the time with finances like that's not where that was gonna go in my yeah. head <laughs> definitely i did it um so okay so we did reset raw okay break free so free is is good with uh relationships yeah. you know and so free is forgive release embrace and elevate and so, you know, especially us kids that, you know, we're chaos kids and we have our fair share of childhood trauma, you know, and sometimes as, you know, it's associated, you know, with our parents or our caregivers or our family members. And so, you know, free teaches us to forgive people for not being who or what we needed them to be in our lives. And, you know, that's the hardest thing because sometimes we really hold on to things because we are looking for apologies that people don't have the capacity to give. And that's just being real. And so, you know, um, also learning to forgive ourselves for not being who we feel we need to be and understanding that we're doing the best we can with what we got. And, you know, even looking at the people that are in our lives that have hurt us, you know, the saying is hurt people, hurt people. And I take it a step further to say that broken people break people down. And I believe that, you know, I feel that, you know, if I'm broken, all I can do is give you my brokenness. I can only give you what I have to give. And so learning how to forgive people for not being who you wanted or needed them to be, and then learning how to release, release people and even yourself from those unrealistic expectations that can hold you emotionally hostage. And so, you know, when you look at being an emotional hostage, it's being held hostage to, you know, the patterns that keep you in a place of, of this, of, of dealing and having the same thing happen to you, even if it's in a different situation, mm -hmm. you know, and we're held hostage by the patterns that we have, Absolutely. you know, and so, how, you know, being able to, while we're seeing people for who and what they are also recognizing that we have to hold people to their expectations and not ours. 
And that's with children, that's with adults, that's just coworkers, friends, spouses, just across the board. I can't hold you to my expectations. I have to hold you to yours. And then once I hold you to your expectations, I have to, to, to understand that sometimes people don't have the capacity to give you what you need or what you're looking for. And in those moments, not knocking people for what they don't know, what they don't have, or what they haven't been exposed to, but understanding that and then empowering yourself to recognize that now I, I see what I'm dealing with and now I have the ability to make a decision on the role that I want this person to play in my life which stops us from being victims. And that's the biggest thing, you know, we, we are often victims because we are, we are putting expectations on people and it hurts us when they don't give us what we're looking for. And sometimes they literally just, they don't have it. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they just don't have it. And you know, it's just like I say all the time, I can't walk in somewhere and do brain surgery because I don't know how. I've never been, I just don't know how it's not in me to do that. And if someone asked me to do it and I told them no, and they were disappointed, I wouldn't dare be disappointed in myself because, hey, I don't know how to do that. You know, and that's just the realest thing ever. And it's just like, you know, it's the same thing in relationships where we want loyalty from people who aren't loyal to themselves. You know, we want honesty from people that lie to themselves. Mm -hmm. You You know, we want consistency from people who can't be consistent with themselves. They don't have it. And we're, we are being unrealistic and unfair. And sometimes, you know, with that, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I think like the, I thought that was, I remember when I was like 20, I, I was thinking I was seeing my first adult therapist or something like that. And I remember they would say, my therapist said something to me about that one time. And I remember that was very, that was so new to me. It was very new in a family that didn't talk about mental health where, you know, everyone, you know, there was a lot of family loyalty, you know, there's just wasn't, it just wasn't widely, um, you know, it just wasn't widely talked about. So when I remember listening, holding people to their own expectations, you know, that was just really new because it was always about getting my, getting, getting my needs met, you know what I mean? And it wasn't even about the other person. It's like, how do you get your needs met? And then when you have to think about what are those persons? were those person's needs met? I just remember it was a really interesting reframe to be like, well, they may not be able to give me what I'm seeking. <laughs> it's just a very and common thing. Okay. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and that's okay. If you can't give it to me, okay. That just lets me know that you're not the person to do that. And I say all the time, some relationships have to end or change because we don't like who we have to be to maintain the relationship, you know, and that's okay. You don't have to be loyal to people just because of the role that they play in your life. And we have to understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, that's like, that's a good one. Especially if you ever have a history of of, um, narcissistic abuse, which is is pretty much all of the last four years on a societal (laughs) level. In the United States of America, you know what that feels like. I was going to, I was going to say, I was mentioning this this morning too, speaking of that, um, the Laura Sharkey, who does some stuff with integrate with us was talking about, um, I think I posted about it today, about how voting is like, um, this voting was like setting boundaries. We were trying to like, look at reframes for people that are like one of that toxic positivity we're seeing right now, which is like, go to the other side and be, you know, we're seeing that with like white liberals mostly, you know, um, 
and I, and, and, um, you know, to reach out, you know, and, and just, which is just horrible. And I was like, okay, reframe, reframe, you know, and I heard her say like voting is like setting boundaries. Right. And like, this was a boundary for like, not just like 2004, 2008, you know, when we, when it was like Obama and McCain, this was like a vote for like, what we're not going to tolerate as a societal level Unfor yeah. reflected yeah. in what'd you say? <laughs> This is for our moral compass. This, this is our moral compass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are no longer going to deny that that slavery existed, you know, didn't exist. We're not gonna lie that we're, you know, white people are inherently good. We're not gonna sell those lies anymore. You know, I was like, this was like our like, we're gonna tell the truth. It's like was like our like our moment of, you know, with people that are in recovery, you know, when they get up and stand, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. It's like, hi, my name's United States of America and we're, and, and we, and we're racist. This was like our declaration. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> the recovery to do. <laughs> uh, you know, but the other countries are like, welcome back America. We're like, Hey, how you doing? And like, yeah, you know, we step, we step back into the early 1900s, you know, <laughs> yeah. We did, you know, and I hopefully we can, you know, we can move forward. And like that kind of goes with, you know, the chaos mindset with the with breaking free. Like that's that E, you know, learning to embrace. You know, we have to embrace our stories for what they were, what they are, and what they can be with love and compassion, you know, and not anger, frustration, hostility, and guilt. And so, you know, really, we really have to break free. Right. Right now, you know, because we have a lot of forgiveness. There's a lot of releasing that needs to happen and we have to embrace it, you know, for what was, we, we've been through this, for what we, you know, what we're enduring right now and then kind of really looking forward to what it can be so that we can, you know, do it with love and compassion because it's a lot of healing that has to happen here. And then at that point, we can eat, elevate to a higher level of living, you know, but we can't do those things if we are continuously, you know, we know what it feels like to hurt and hold on. And now, you know, as, as a country, we have to figure out what it looks like for us to heal and move forward. And we yeah. can do that. We're in, we're in recovery, America. <laughs> we are in white, white folks. We are in, some of us, we are in recovery. <laughs> um, radical honesty is what, is what they do in the recovery world. <laughs> we're practicing radical honesty. Hi, my name's America, you know, and I, and I have, I've done some oppressing. <laughs> yeah. That's our, that's our statement. <laughs> that's our radical honesty right now. Hello, <laughs> America. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what's that? So we need to break three. What's the other one? So the last one is patient and patient is my favorite skill uh, because it helps with this anger management and regulation and communication. You know, those things are very important. And so, you know, we kind of do a mixture with the chaos skills of, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and um, RTR, which is relationship trauma repair, uh, which is something that was, that's an extension of psychodrama uh, by T and Dayton. And so, um, you know, I really love it. Um, and it also kind of goes along with, um, with, you know, Bessel van der Kolk with the, uh, the body keeps score and understanding that, you know, we have to calm our minds and our bodies out. Everything's a machine. So we have to work on that. And so with patient, patient is pause and think, inhale, exhale, now talk or now tap out. And so, you know, recognizing when you walk into a situation that you may be triggered. And so it's taking that time to pause and do a body scan and, you know, what's going on inside of me. I say it all the time, check yourself before you check somebody else. So what's happening inside of me? 
what's changed? Has my, has my breathing changed? Has my heartbeat changed? You know, has my stomach changed? Like what's going on? Am I tense? What's happening inside of me? And then, you know, what's happening around me? Am I being triggered by my environment? Is it sounds? Is it smells? What, what is it? You know, and then what's happening with the other person or with the other people that I'm dealing with? And, you know, if it's not me, maybe it's them. And if it is them, don't personalize other people's emotions and their experiences. You never know what someone else is going through. And so we really have to learn how to, you know, inhale and exhale, breathe, ground ourselves, you know, put yourself, make yourself present in the presence of what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, give yourself the, the question of, am I, you know, am I triggered by something that has happened? Am I triggered because I'm worried about what's going to happen? Or am I actually in this moment right now? What's really going on? And then, you know, giving yourself the ability to now talk about it, if you can speak in an assertive way, you know, where I can respect you and you can respect me, we can agree to disagree, you know, if you can do it assertively, but if you can't communicate assertively, then tap out. Like if you don't have the emotional capacity to deal with it in a healthy way, tap out. Like every, every battle does not deserve your fight. You know, you do not have to go to every party that you're invited to. You know, and that's what we really have to understand, that it's absolutely okay for us to tap out. And when you tap out, tap out can tap out can mean I'm going to take a walk. Tap out can mean I'm just going to shut my mouth. Tap out can mean I'm going to, you know, get out of this. I have to get out of this, this space right now. Tap out can mean I need to journal. I need to put some ear, some earplugs in. I need to, you know, put some headphones in. I need to listen to something. I may need to do a little yoga, a little meditation, whatever I need to do to put me back in a place of balance. Let me do that. And then at that time, I can reset. At that time, I can get raw with the situation and even see if it's something I even need to go back to. Because it may not even be something I need to go back to. I may be able to work that out within myself. But if I do need to go back to it, I can go back to it in a place where I can be assertive with it and how I feel and not have to be like a volcano where I erupt and destroy everything in my path. So I know we talk, we, I know you, me, Natasha, have talked about it. I just want to put it on the record. So after you tap out, how do you suggest tapping back in? And so, you know, tapping back in, you know, that is you doing that, that self-check with yourself, you know, and asking yourself, you know, am I able to go back to this? And am I able to go back to this in a place that's, you know, that is rational, that's respectful to me. And if I can, then I can, you know, set it up where I can go back and have this conversation. I can go back and I can ask the other person, is it okay for us to discuss this, you know, later? You know, do I need to apologize? I may need to apologize. So let me do that. You know, and I think that what we have to do when we're working with our children, even in our relationships, have these conversations before the blow up happens. Prepare for it. You know, because there's, we're not always going to get along. Everything's not always going to be bubbles and, and gumdrops, you know. And so if we can prepare for that, we can say, okay, if, if I tap out, then, you know, if I need, when I need to tap back in, you know, what does this look like? Especially for our kids, because our kids need to know what that looks like. And we have to model it for them, but we can't teach them what we don't even use ourselves. And so, you know, I think it's important for us to know, like, do, is it maybe sometimes it's sending a text message and saying, you know, hey, you know, how are you feeling? Are we able to have this conversation now? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever it may be, but make sure that it is, it's comfortable 
for both parties in regard to being able to to have those conversations or to or to kind of ease back into the situation and do it without without judgment. We had that's the one big thing we have to understand. And that's something huge with the chaos mindset is we, you know, don't judge because who are we to judge people just because they struggle differently than we do? We all struggle. And so I think if we can recognize our our struggles and recognize how similar we are in our struggles, that that would help us not have that inferiority type of complex where we think that, you know, when one person has a struggle that's different, that's different from ours, that it is so horrible. Well, no you know, their frame of reference and their experiences have led them to react this way, but you got your own show of things that, you know, you've been shoveling. So, I mean, hey, it still stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So, like, sometimes you can't tap back in. Sometimes you tap out and you're out. And you're out. And and that's okay. You know, (laughs) you know, we have to honor ourselves. Yeah, we have to learn how to honor ourselves we have to learn how to check ourselves before we check others and we have to make sure we're okay you know Mm -hmm. society has taught us to serve others before you serve yourself but you know when you get on the airplane they tell you make sure you secure your mask before you secure somebody else's you know so we have to stop drowning while we're trying to save other people it doesn't make sense yeah and I think like that's kind of what I was asking was like sometimes tapping back in that repair isn't a thing you can do like as other person like in break free they don't have those skills right yeah and and you have to be okay with the apologies that you don't receive yeah and that's the thing and that's so that's why it's so important to see people for who and what they are and not for what you want them to be yeah and i i i think that that's really important because i think i think repair work like a lot of people want for it but it's like sometimes it's just not possible mm-hmm. um it's just not possible i mean based off of your you know the p- people's needs and where people are in their own mm-hmm. you know because if they're because if your brains because you if you've never done brain surgery yeah. you may not know how to repair if you didn't and and very few people do i think i can count on my hand maybe at two hands how many people i know who can actively repair yeah um and I think a good chunk of them I work with on Integrate, but like, because we're all like emotionally intelligent beings, but like that the, the, the have actively worked to get those skills. So, um, you know, but majority of people I know yes. have never had that. What'd you say? Yeah. Sorry, you, you went out. Because, oh no, I said, you got to do it. You got to do the work. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why, like for me, that's the reason why chaos it, it flows the way that it does because I live this. This is who I am. You know, like this is embedded in what I do. Like I am a chaos kid. I will attend chaos university for the rest of my life, you, you know, because I'm going to always ramp. continue to keep, you know, yeah, you know, I live it. And so, and that's, that's, that's what it needs to be, you know, where with people, it's like, you really have to, you either are going to be in a state of chaos where you can't help acting out severely because you're just letting life happen to you or you're going to be on a road where you keep healing and overcoming struggles. You get to choose. And if you don't choose, then life's going to choose for you. So I would rather you make the decisions yourself than, than just, you know, kind of letting it happen and seeing, you know, where, to, where the cards fall. That's not fair to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, cool. So what, what do you have right now? Are you, you have this chaos university thing going on, right? 
Yeah, so we actually are getting ready to launch uh, Chaos University in, um, in uh, late November, early December. Um, and so it's chaosu.com. And um, we are building out, um, we've taken our curriculum and we've made it completely virtual. So it's a 12 week curriculum to um, introduce kids to uh, mental health and the chaos mindset. Because I feel if you teach physical health in school, you should teach mental health in school as well. Uh, we have um, a bunch of webinars on there, some with chaos parenting. We have some with uh, chaos pride, which is our, um, our LGBTQ uh, platform. Um, we also have, uh, we have a webinar on there called Fab, Female, Anxious, and Black. And so I think that I'm, I'm really excited about that one. Um, you know, and so we, we just say, you know, we have a webinar for the Chaos Mindset on there where you can learn more about it and kind of go through the steps with it. You know, and as we continue to build out the platform and add more content to it, all of it is just a one-stop shop for you to have a toolbox where you can learn to keep healing and overcome the struggles. Is it and a monthly... Is it a monthly subscription? And so, yes, we're going to have it set up as a monthly subscription. And if you're not interested in a monthly subscription, then you can pay for the courses individually, but it makes a whole lot more sense to do it as a subscription. Cool. Awesome. Well, I'm, and what's, what's the, what's the uh, URL for that? Uh, www.chaosu.com. Uh -huh. Chaosu.com. And, and it's not live yet. Oh, no, it's not live yet. Well, you can go on there and you can kind of, you can, you can see some stuff, but yeah, it's not, we haven't published anything yet. Okay, cool. Excited for it. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and keep doing all the cool things you do with us as always. <laughs> so, I appreciate you. We're better together. That's yes. how it works. Awesome. All right. I'm going to stop the recording. Okay. Stop. Okay. <laughs>